calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, y'all. I'm Kat. <laughs> and hey, y'all. On this episode, we actually have Kieran on. She reached out to us, gosh, I think about a year ago, and we had missed each other trying to get her yeah. on. <laughs> so we're super excited to get her on tonight. And her story is pretty spooky. She's had a couple uh, pretty like interesting, scary experiences. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I Yeah, started listening to you guys right before the pandemic and then fell in love with you guys and listen every Monday now. That's so sweet. So you found us over the pandemic. You were like, what podcast can I listen to to get me through this hell of a time? <laughs> I actually never even listened to any podcast before. And I was like going through like my Apple, like, like um, apps. And then I was like, I have a podcast thing over here. And I was just opening up and you guys were one of the ones that came up. So you guys were like one of the first podcast actually I actually ever listened to wow, wow. I'm shocked to hear that you just pop up <laughs> I know it's so cool when that happens and and also um to our listeners to let you know they are now allowing you to rate podcasts on Spotify so we know we have a decent amount of people that listen on Spotify so please um we would appreciate a five-star rating if you enjoy the podcast if not no need to rate us just you know keep listening and maybe we'll change your mind well, Karen, we appreciate you listening during that time. Uh, you know, the next question is if you on the believeometer zero, meaning you don't believe at all, 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? Um, honestly, it changes every day. Right now, I'm probably like a five ish, but like during like all the experiences a couple of years ago, I would probably be like an eight or a nine, but it kind of mellowed out a little bit. So I went backwards, I guess. Have there been any episodes of the podcast that made you? lean more towards believing than not believing um I, every time i listen i'm like oh, okay like kind of like reinsures like okay maybe there are ghosts but there are some that kind of really scared me a lot i was like oh i hope this never happens to me was one of them the doppelganger episode i think that was the one that scared me the most yeah um was that the one with the the bed and she like looked over the, yeah that was the one that was scared me the most 
Wait, so yeah. y'all are saying you don't want to see like your evil twin come out from under the bed and stare at you? No? No, especially since she described it, I believe. I mean, it's been a minute since I've heard that episode, but as like a white walker from the Walking Dead version of her coming from underneath the bed, like I, I don't I, I don't think I'd yeah. make it. Yeah, it's like a really creepy version of herself. Mm-hmm. We should check back in with her because I know she was going to write a book based on because uh, she said her family's house was like the haunting of Hill House. So we should see what's going on. Well, now you you emailed or Instagrammed us about two specific instances. Do those, does that make up the bulk of your instances or had you had any hauntings prior to that? Um, those are just the bulk of it, really. Like I had like things that I would see through the corner of my eye that kind of was just like, okay, maybe it's just my mind playing tricks on me. But those two instances were the ones that were the biggest extreme thing I've ever ex- experienced. And did you grow up in a home that lent itself to believing in the supernatural or was that something that was kind of shunned and not talked about? Um, we never really talked about it in my house, but it's kind of weird because my mom and like her side of the family are really like skeptical and they're like, oh, things like this just don't, like they're not around. They're kind of really like the whole like scientific logic side of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad's side, he doesn't really talk about it. So it makes me think he might have experienced something growing up when he kind of just like, okay, yeah, like just not talk about it. Your sisters are going to get scared. But I'm like, I think he's scared. So he doesn't want to talk about it. So he kind of, he kind of just blames it on my sisters. But I think it's just really his experiences that make him not want to talk about anything like this. Yeah, I would encourage um, you and everybody in our audience, you know, ask your parents, like, or your uncle, or whoever you think might have experienced something or may not, you never know what they're going to say back to you. Because my dad's not somebody that I would have ever thought experienced anything. And then he goes on to tell me that he's had premonitions his entire life. And I was like, what, what? Okay. You know, Mr. Conservative guy, I never would have, I would assume he would have lied about it if that was the case, just to not seem you know, like out there or whatever, but so you never know. I think it's worth asking. And and if you do that, please email us at real hauntings podcast. Is that it? Yeah. Real hauntings podcast at gmail.com or Instagram us and let us know what they say. Cause we would love to hear about those stories. Or email JJ at JJ. No, we're... <laughs> no. no, don't email me. <laughs> <laughs> I like they could easily find your email if you wanted to. I mean, it would just join the other 2,000 unread messages in my inbox right now. So. so why don't you walk us through your stories? We'd love to hear all about it. Okay, so the first, I guess I'll say the first one, um, because it happened before, like, I guess it's the first thing I've ever really experienced. So I had a night class when I was in undergrad. So my house was like in the middle of like a forest kind of thing. It was like a random community that have like 300 houses but like it was like like woodsy kind of around it and so I had to go through this like one windy road that was kind of a little bit like really really dark at night and it's just just really creepy so I was driving home talking to like my ex-boyfriend at the time because I was really scared I was like okay just stay on the phone until I get home and then um all of a sudden in the middle of the road when I was driving I looked down for a second and looked back up and there was someone standing in the road right in front of me I was like how did this person get here and how fast I was driving I wasn't driving too fast but the speed that I was at was I wouldn't be able to like stop anything like I would have either hit her or go into a tree 
and then um as I was like going past like going like approaching her she kind of like disappeared but it was kind of weird how she disappeared because have you guys ever played um Super Smash Brothers and you know how like Zelda kind of like and you're trying to jump and she kind of like has a green thing around her and she like jumps up Mm -hmm. so like it kind of looked like that she didn't turn green or anything but she kind of did this weird like twirly thing and then like vanished and then I thought maybe it might have been like a um like an owl or something because there was like a couple hours owls that I've seen on that road before so I was like maybe it's an owl or something but I would have hit it because like I went through this person or this thing so it's kind of weird and then it freaked me out a lot because I was like okay did I hit something but I didn't feel anything so I was like what's going on like and then the next day I just happened to go past that way anyways because I had to go back to school and I was trying to like see if there was anything there and it wasn't but I clearly remember driving through this person or this thing that was there and I was like it really really scared me because I thought it was someone there and it looked like someone was there and it wasn't like glowing or anything but it was definitely something that was in that road. So like how how detailed of a memory do you have of this entity like could you see hair and eyes and a nose or was it just a figure that jumped out or how would you describe it? It was that it looked like the ring girl like literally black hair in front of her face a white dress like weird white like like pasty like old skin yeah so like I could couldn't see a face but I can definitely like in my mind still imagine and see that picture of this person oh my gosh and it was dark like outside it was nighttime yeah it was 10 o'clock at night that would have I would never drive again I feel like I would no. only be a day driver at that point. No nighttime driving again. That's well, terrifying. That also sounds like the next, I know what you did last summer, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, so a ring girl meets Zelda from Super Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird combination because I'm like, every time I try to explain it to someone, they're like, look at me funny. And they're like, okay, that didn't happen. Or like, they're like, okay, yeah, whatever. But like, I can clearly see it in my mind. Up, like in my mind now and this is like nine years ago hmm. well I love that description because I, I totally do know what you mean when like Zelda just kind of like twirls and then there's like these green things and she's just like oh she's up there all of a sudden yeah yeah and that's literally the only way I can describe how she like disappeared into the air is there any lore of a ghost on campus um not that I know of like when I was in high school they said that road apparently was haunted, but it was just kind of like a couple of people like said it. it wasn't anything like solidified. It wasn't anything that was um, really talked about. It was just like a couple of people had mentioned it, but it was just like maybe two people talked about it. And I was like, okay, I doubt that's real. How long did it take you to get your heart rate down after that? I feel like I would have freaked out. Oh, I literally the rest of my drive home, I was just like, like really heart beating, like adrenaline, a really high adrenaline rush. And it was just, took me a while to like calm down. Were you still on the phone with your boyfriend at the time? Yeah. And I remember like screaming because I was like, oh my, like in my mind, I was like, I'm about to hit this person or I'm about to get in a car crash and hit like the trees around me. And I remember screaming and then like thinking back at it now, like he probably was just like, okay, we're literally just talking about class. And then all of a sudden I hear this really like screeching yell through the phone and probably was like oh my gosh what's going on like yeah. we had a really normal conversation and then she's just yelling on top of her lungs i mean i think that would have been scarier than like the actual like kind of 
paranormal part of that story is just like that like thought of oh god I'm gonna hit this person yeah. in my car I'm that would have been terrifying and, and then, then after oh. that being like I mean I guess it like you maybe you were a little relieved of like okay I guess it was a ghost yeah yeah and like that's what I was thinking too I was like there's a random person who's in the middle of the road like they probably need help and I'm like about to hit this person yeah. and like, that was, like that's the thing that like scared me at the moment and then after I was like I just passed through this person like I would have hit something or someone or like some kind of animal so and like there was no bump there was nothing I just drove through it as if it's like nothing there did that experience make you more of like a spiritual person did it make you believe in anything that maybe you didn't before that um I mean I've always been kind of like I guess spiritual and like I kind of was just like okay I feel like there are things out there that we just don't know like even like I guess through religion like they say those like angels and stuff like that so I always kind of like believed that but then I was like okay like this is like I'm actually seeing something now that I can't explain so yeah. kind of like solidified it a little bit more that kind of reminds me of the mothman prophecies like some of the experiences people would describe having um with the mothman as far as like you know flashes of things in front of their cars and and seeing you know some kind of man with with wings spread out um leaving them so you had that happen and then you had another experience that was kind of similar but to me was was maybe even more scary can you tell us about that one oh uh, the school one Mm -hmm. so um so this is like a couple years ago so I was um this is after I graduated college I was substituting for a year um before I like decided where I wanted to actually teach so I was in a county that was not the county that I live in but like the county next to me and um I was long-term subbing for a person who was on maternity leave so I remember just like leaving certain days and the teacher that I was like departmentalized like we shared a class and she would always do like this tutoring program after school so I remember on certain days I would leave and she would still be at school because she was tutoring students and she would tutor them in the tutor them in the library but she would come back and forth so like I would know she would like I would know if she was in her room or not so mm -hmm. one day I was leaving and I thought she was in her room because I saw something in the corner of my eye and I was thinking oh it's interesting that you're here right now when you should be tutoring a student or like you should have like your own tutoring group so in the corner of my eye, I saw some, someone or something underneath a lamp, but it, the lamp was one of those really long ones that kind of like hang over. And it was like at least taller than me. And I'm like five three, so it was kind uh -huh. of like tall. And then I saw something like underneath it. So I thought she was like bending over, picking up like some books that she needed to tutor the kids with or like some materials. So I like peeped and I was like, oh, bye, like bye flow. I'll see you later. And then she didn't say anything. And I like, with me like saying bye quickly like peeped in I was like bye and I like turned out and then like walked and she didn't say anything I was like okay like did I do something to upset her like why didn't she say anything and then I like looked back to like double take to make sure it was her and it was like this black like figure and I was like okay saw something I shouldn't have seen and I like walked out I was like within like five seconds I was like I saw something I wasn't supposed to see it and then I just nearly because it's really creepy right now no one else was in that building so I was just always that part of the building. So I was like, I just need to make sure I'm not seen. So I like ran to my car and just left. And then um, the next day I was talking to, um, so I came in a couple minutes later than like my other coworkers and they were just talking. Um, like the teacher across the hall 
and then her and I like I joined the conversation and she was talking about like the house that she was in and she was like yeah I specifically got this house because it's an old Victorian style house like I'm really into like the whole paranormal like things I'm really into Ouija boards and, like using them and like all into this like like I love like learning about like ghosts and like demons and all this stuff and I was like oh okay like that's interesting I just happened to walk in at that conversation and then she looks at me and she goes oh you saw it didn't you I was like what oh, no. I was just like what I was like wait what are you talking about because I was like wait what does she know that I like like what happened and I was like I was like what do you mean and she's like oh I think you know and I was like Ugh. what and I was just like and she's like and then it just happened that like the bell rang and then kids had to came out, come in so I was like okay so, like I'm just gonna go back to my class and like teach my students but like she kind of had this like face and like or, like her smart kind of like oh you know something but you kind of just don't want to answer and you're kind of like playing like you don't know what I'm talking about but like I know what you're talking like you know what I'm talking about kind of thing how like, could she tell oh. I wonder maybe, you. and like I thought like maybe she had like something attached to her and so maybe that's why she was like oh like if this thing is attached to me like if someone else can like see things they might might have seen it I mean that's just my theory I'm not sure if it's true or not but that was so, the only like, so what's yeah. scarier to you having the what happened in the car where where you saw something like pretty definitive or having something where you saw like a shadow person type entity and then having it confirmed by somebody who might have like conjured it like which one of those made you feel more like queasy inside definitely the um like the second situation because yeah. I was like kind of was like okay like I know you saw something and like you, she kind of like solidified it because like at least with the car one I could have just been like maybe I was tired and I saw mm-hmm. something or like maybe it was an owl that just flew by at a certain angle or like those things that could like like justify and say that it, like maybe it was something else like logically but like this one was like okay like I saw a shadowy kind of person and she was just like talking about how I saw something I was like okay like how how do you know that I saw something like what happened after that that made you think I saw something it's almost like through her uh, validation it gives the memory so much more power than like what you have in your mind's eye from the first one because like you said we can convince ourselves a million different ways that something may have not have happened that we have a memory of you know I mean people do that with all kinds of things not just the supernatural but when you have somebody who's like hey you saw it didn't you like that would freak me out so bad did she ever later reveal any more details of like like what it was she was inferring or was she always just kind of mysterious it just happened that like uh, since I was long-term stopping for this teacher like that teacher ended up coming back like within that week or like the next week so like I wasn't able to like actually like stay there long enough for her to like me and her have a conversation Mm -hmm. just the two of us or like with mm-hmm. no students there so it just never got brought back up and now yeah. I'm kind of wishing that like I did have a conversation with her later but I know at the moment I just wouldn't want to because that right. would be too bad. also there was nothing else she could have been talking about like it was <laughs> not that thing yeah 100 percent yeah well I kind of love the idea of just like as a prank just going up to someone being like oh you saw it didn't you <laughs> and just not but I no, it's it's too weird of a, a uh. coincidence. Yeah, and like we talked about like using Ouija boards, so that's why I thought like she 
maybe like was in contact with something or someone was like something and like found out that way but I'm just like also I don't know I was just like okay she just knows something and I never talked to her about this I feel like this teacher really reminds me of uh the librarian that Billy Eichner plays in Bob's Burgers like very spooky and creepy and alludes to to things without directly saying anything What a what a pool. That's funny. Well, thank you for sharing those two stories. Those are pretty spooky. And then yeah, that's uh both of those are a lot to think about. I think either instance would be enough to push me up on the believo meter. So I also saw that you may be into Harry Potter. Is that correct? Oh my gosh, I'm such a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> okay, so I want to know four things. One, what house you belong in. And then what house you think the three of us should belong to? Oh, we just want to know four things from you about Harry Potter. Just four. Four things, four things, four things. Okay, so I took the official test. Um, so I'm actually in Gryffindor. I'm not one of those people who say I'm in. I took the official test. Um, I feel like Cat could be like a Gryffindor or like a Hufflepuff. And then, oh, no, no, sorry, not Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw. I feel like you can be like a Ravenclaw or a Gryffindor. But I feel like you, JJ, and Noah can be like Hufflepuffs. Oh, all right. This well, podcast is over. No, no, Noah, well enough. You're <laughs> a total Slytherin. Between, between you and me and everyone listening, uh, Noah's 100% Slytherin. But yeah, I'm, I'm a big Hufflepuff. And well, that's literally what he is, though. So yeah. I oh, I thought you were trying to be mean. I was like, no, I think he really is a Slytherin. I mean, I'm I'm being honest, but also I'm being mean because Slytherins are are the bad guys. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> I always get Gryffindor on the test, but it's always like really close to Slytherin. So I think I'm just a, I'm a mix of two. And you know, when it comes down to it, you can just tell the hat where you want to go. Well, you know. Yeah, you can. I mean, one guy did that. Exactly. And then, yeah, but but he told his son that too. But By the way, you just made Cat's night too because that's exactly what she wanted well, to hear. But. Well, listen, thank you. I always get Hufflepuff when I test, <laughs> but I am a Gryffindor at heart. Um, but also, I feel very honored that you said Ravenclaw because that's a very nice compliment. Because I think Hufflepuffs are great, but I always just get that generic like. Oh, clearly she's a Hufflepuff. Nothing against Hufflepuffs. They're great. And I think, you know. Hufflepuffs are the most chill house. Yeah. But there is a theory that like says that, I don't know like where these came from, but maybe I like read it some, like I read it somewhere, I just don't know where, but um, like everyone has traits of certain like houses. So we all have like a certain percentage and it just happens that like the sorting hat like picks up the most percentage but like Gryffindor, apparently, like, but to get into Gryffindor, like, the hat seeks a certain like members from like different houses. So like Hermione was supposed to be a Ravenclaw, but the hat took her into Gryffindor because she was gonna be good for Gryffindor. Uh-huh. And then um, Ron was supposed to be a Hufflepuff, and he, yeah, they the hat was like, no, he'll be better in Gryffindor, but like he has more traits of a Hufflepuff. Hmm. So like they take certain people that are supposed to be in different houses. Uh-huh. Harry was supposed to be Slytherin then? Well, yeah. yeah. 
remember? Well, that's I know, like, but that's not uh, his fault. That's just like in his blood. Sorry for all the spoilers in case no one's read Harry Potter it's before. It's the first book. So. <laughs> I still think the books would have been more interesting had Harry had at least like a dating relationship with a Slytherin or anybody who wasn't like good, you know, per yeah. se. Would have been more fun, but that's just me. That's probably enough of Harry Potter talk, but um, yeah, are, that's a hot take, though. That Gryffindor is just like a little piece of everyone. So. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Fun fact: I won my Triwizard tournament in college. Oh, is that cool? Because I outsmarted everybody. Ooh. Oh, what a Ravenclaw! No, I was brave to do that. At the University of Maryland, they actually have a um, Quidditch team. Quidditch team, yeah. Oh, yeah, my cousin was on a college Quidditch team. Wow, J.D. <laughs> well, um, before we get you out of here, is there anything you want to plug or share with our audience? Nothing. I don't really like, post anything on social media. So, yeah, kind of a boring teacher, I guess. <laughs> I don't have time to do anything, really. Yeah. Well, I feel honored that you listen to our podcast and, and hang out. And, our, I mean, you just give off, like, really fun, kind of, like, just like us like a little bit nerd energy so i'm really into that so with that i'm noah daniels <laughs> i'm jj i'm kat and i'm Kieran. hey there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.